Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you woke up Saturday and prepared yourself for Steelers Bengals, did you envision that we would be here on Tuesday talking about what we are about to talk about, Chris? Um, probably not, but you know, I mean, anything can happen in the NFL, man. And, uh, yeah, anything can happen. And here we are. We are back in the quarterback controversy conversation, and um, yeah, happy uh, happy Tuesday, happy Victory Tuesday. I think you know, mm-hmm. but it seems like you know the the um, you know the the gift that Rudolph gave on uh, Christmas Eve Eve on Festivus uh, mm-hmm. to Steelers Nation is uh, you know been enjoyed for a couple of days, but now it's. Who's going to start on Saturday or Sunday? The, Sunday. It's on to the next, isn't it? Yeah. Chris Hallett, Corey Christen with you. This is the Southside Beat, as we are Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Today is Tuesday, December 26, 2023. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year coming up. We hope you all enjoyed your holiday festivities with your loved ones. And I'm sure you all, if you're listening, enjoyed a Steelers 34 to 11 victory oh. over the Bengals. And what a performance from Mason Rudolph. And the 290 yards, the two touchdowns, the completion percentage, it was all there for Mason. The deep ball, the aggressiveness, it was all there. Yep. And now we get to do it all over again. As if this season didn't have enough, we get to do it all over again yeah. on Sunday. And Mike Tomlin says today, similar situation to last week. Monitor Kenny Pickett through the week, of course, as he comes back from his ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. See what Mason looks like in practice. See what Kenny looks like in practice. And they'll make a decision towards the end of the week. But I have a feeling as we sit here, hours after Mike Tomlin said exactly what he said, which is Mm -hmm. it's Mason's ball right now. I still think it's going to be Mason's ball on Sunday, regardless of Kenny's health. Yep. I, I, I actually agree with you. And uh, this is causing obviously a huge debate, uh, you know, amongst fans. If you go to social media at all, um, yeah, I mean, you're already seeing it. I mean, William saying, you know, Kenny is QB one, like, listen, and this is where you kind of have to read between the lines when it comes to what Mike Tomlin was talking about. Cause he was, he, you were there, he was non-committal. Um, to if Kenny does get cleared, he's like, we don't, we don't think in hypotheticals, you know, he's like, once we get there, 
you know, we'll, we'll uh, react accordingly. But the big difference, this is where you have to read between the lines is when Kenny has been, I mean, we've, you know, had you know, plenty of experience now of watching Kenny come back for try to come back from injuries. You know, he's had to come back from multiple concussions. Now he's having to come back from a high ankle sprain. Um, when he's tried to come back from injuries before, he's still been the guy taking the first team reps. Mm-hmm. You know, even even if it's even if he's practicing in, limit, in a limited fashion, he's still been the guy taking the first team reps. That is not the case this week. It is Mason's ball. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a significant thing because, you know, if they're going in with Mason as the guy taking the first team reps on Wednesday, on Thursday, and even if, let's say, Kenny is a full participant in practice, but Mason is still getting those first team reps, man, it's going to be Mason. You know, and so you have to be able to to read to read between the lines there. And to me, that is the yes, like when you see like all the national reporters immediately saying, "Oh, Mike Tomlin said Mason Rudolph is starting." It's like, no, he didn't say that. Well, he, he didn't exactly say that. No. no, but again, if you read between the lines and look at what's actually, you know, it's not just what he says; it's also what it's different variables like that. You got to know. It, it it looks like it's ma- going to be Mason on Sunday. Not said, you know. I'm not saying that you know Mike Tomlin could be, just be playing a big trick on everybody, you know. And, and but yeah, I I think it's going to be Mason too. And uh, after what he did on Saturday, or I I really don't can't blame Mike Tomlin for it. I mean they they got they got football games to win, and Mason Rudolph gave the Steelers something that they haven't had since Ben Roethlisberger retired. And that was a full four quarter performance of looking like a legitimate NFL quarterback. Yep. Yep. No fourth quarter magic needed when you're up that big. Yeah. And when when your offense is producing at the level it was, and when George Pickens is targeted and the fashions that he was and the balls that Mason Rudolph threw, it was all there for this offense on Saturday. And now there's, this is the problem that it creates, and problem might be a harsh word to use, but I think yeah. it's also a fair word to use. This is the problem that Mason Rudolph's production from Saturday creates. Yeah. If Mason Rudolph came out and laid an egg, and it would be no question, let's, let's get Kenny out there ASAP, right? Yep. Yep. It would be make sure by any means that Kenny Pickett would be ready to play in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Here's the other end of the coin. Because Mason played so well, not only should he start, on Sunday, if they want to keep this playoff train alive, and, what, and everything broke the Steelers' way this weekend, by the way, yeah, everything, everything, yeah. every single thing that they needed to happen happened. They won, Colts lost, Texans lost, Ravens won to get one step closer to locking up the North, which mm-hmm. would basically mean that they would bench their starters in Week 18 potentially. Mm-hmm. Like everything the Steelers needed to break their way this weekend did, and that yeah. includes with the quarterback situation. And we all know Mike Tomlin. And we all know these NFL players, they're not going to give up anything. If they can win football games and make it to the postseason and give themselves a chance at a chance, they're going to do it. They're not concerned. Mike Tomlin says it all the time. He's not concerned about 2024. So with that being said, the problem that Mason's performance creates inherently is that you're not going to have Kenny Pickett out on the field more than likely, I'm going to say by this point, on Sunday – which is another game away from him, which is one fewer game to find out if he is your, he is your guy for the future. Yeah. I'll be adamant to say this. I was dead wrong about Mason Rudolph having any chance to perform like a halfway decent NFL quarterback 
mm-hmm. in this one instance on Saturday. I'm going to stick by the absolute concept, and I think everybody will agree upon this. He's not the quarterback of the future for the Steelers. No. Not only, not only have we seen that by a product of on the field on a consistent basis, but we so, we were told this over the last two off seasons that we, as we have talked about on this show. But what this what this does now is it gives Mike Tomlin a choice. It gives him a choice between saying, do we ride that hot hand and try to win Sunday versus we have a first-round quarterback and we have to figure out he's the guy for our future. You can kill two birds with one stone if you want by playing Kenny Pickett. However, or or rather, you can kill the one bird with one stone by playing Kenny Pickett, but you can't kill two birds with one stone is what I was trying to say. And this this is the situation they're in right now. And I think it's a fascinating one in a way, but what does Mason Rudolph do for you for 2024? Absolutely nothing. What does Mason Rudolph do for you in 2023? He gives his team a chance to win. Kenny hasn't been able to do what Mason did on Saturday. He hasn't. This this team put up a, a season high of points mm-hmm. on Saturday. They 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 had like production everywhere on all on all the levels of the offense. Najee looked good. Jalen Warren was out running. Deontay was running. George was running. This offense looked as good as it has. You wrote it in Chalk Talk. Competent. As competent as it has all season. It's the most competent it has looked. Yeah. Well, and, and that, that's the big thing. And 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 you know, the big the big traits there, the two big traits was obviously execution, execution of plays. Um, now there are a lot of different little bitty traits, little details. I, I talk a lot about details. There are little bitty details that all go into execution of plays from the quarterback position. And throwing with anticipation is one of them. Mason Rudolph did that, and that's one of the reasons why he had success. Um, the other one was obviously poise in the pocket. Now, I have been very, very critical of Kenny Pickett's pocket presence because it's, you know, frankly, terrible. It's not good. He ab- abandons clean pockets way too frequently. He spins into pressure. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... As soon as the pressure starts to come, starts to collapse on him at all, he brings his eyes down to look at the rush. And if you look at Mason Rudolph, whenever there were times where the pocket was being pushed up uh, against him or it was kind of collapsing around him, he didn't look down and, and try to decide where to go. He kept his eyes up downfield because he knows the quickest way out of there for the ball to get out of there is to find something, find a check down, find something and get the ball out then that's always the quickest way to get the ball out of the pocket whenever it's collapsing instead of trying to find a way out and run away. That's always going to take a lot longer than to just get rid of the ball. Um, That is basic NFL quarterback stuff, and Kenny hasn't shown it. And so that's why I think that if you make – if Mike Tomlin ends up making this this decision to go to Mason Rudolph in this game and Kenny's ready to go – and he still doesn't get the start. I think the Steelers are pretty much making the decision that maybe Kenny's not the quarterback of the future here, mm-hmm. and especially when you know what's coming in in the offseason. That is a draft class that is very, very strong at the quarterback position. That if the Steelers don't happen to make the playoffs, that they have somewhat of a chance to get one of those guys in the draft. You know, and and listen. If, if by also doing this, you also make the decision that, hey, let's give Mason another look. Let's see how he looks when we're playing an opponent we don't know as well. That is playing where where the defense is a little bit better than Cincinnati's terrible defense. Mm-hmm. And maybe if, maybe if Mason still plays pretty well and still can show that competent quarterback play, guess what? 
we now have all uh, all we need because we know that okay Mason can be a legitimate backup for us mm-hmm. and now we can part ways with Mitch Trubisky and you have more options going into next year so it, it, there there are a lot of different uh there's a lot of different ripple effects that are going to come from this decision regardless of whichever way it goes the worst thing that could happen for Kenny Pickett is if Mason does it again Sunday yeah that's the worst thing that could happen for Kenny Pickett. It, it's, already a pattern, a bad, right? it's already a bad look for Kenny that Mason did it once. Now, uh, that doesn't, you know, uh, where is it right here? Uh, Quality Cola says, I remember this guy with the glasses being me talking bad about Rudolph. Yeah, I'll still do it. He's not the second coming of Bart Starr, folks. He's still not that guy. Like, let's not mince words about what Mason Rudolph is, okay? And, he yeah. came in and had one good game. In fact, it was a great a game. bad defense. Against the bad defense, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna excuse it. I'm not going to qualify it. I will acknowledge it was a great game, and he played exceptionally well. As Chris mentioned, he did the technical things that he had to do correctly. Yeah. He did things that Kenny Pickett doesn't do, mm-hmm. and that's damning for Kenny. Least, yeah. But but that's number one, a bit of veteran presence right there. Mm-hmm. Number two, in a general sense, it's damning towards what Kenny Pickett has grown and developed into. He's still not all the way there. It's very clear. But even those simple things that Chris just mentioned, Mason is doing and Kenny's not. And that's damning to Kenny. Now, again, Mm -hmm. I'll reiterate, if Mason comes out on Sunday, if he starts and plays, he goes to Seattle and he does exactly or similar to what he just did against the Bengals, that's going to be the worst possible thing that can happen for Kenny Pickett. And, and, And look, there still is the component of you have to figure out if Kenny Pickett, you being Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney, Omar Khan, and the powers that be on the South side, they still have to figure out if Kenny Pickett's the guy for the future. Yeah. You know, they still have to determine if he's going to be the guy for 2024 and beyond. With, like you said, as we've talked about, the draft class being so deep at the position, free agent pool is going to be deep. It's going to be a deep year for quarterback change. Yeah. And if the Steelers now have, look, I think Mitch Trubisky's out no matter what. If the Steelers still have Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, what do you do from that point? What's next? You would have to get either another veteran fill or draft somebody. Now, whether that's a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a day-two pick, whatever it is, that's one thing. But this position still, I feel, needs to be addressed in the offseason. I'm not going to sit here and say Mason Rudolph had one good game. He's the guy for beyond, and Kenny's toast. I can't say that. But what I can say is, is if Mason plays well again on Sunday, that's bad news for Kenny. Yeah, Teresa actually has a really pretty good uh, synopsis here of Kenny, uh, at least when it comes to his flaws. Uh, he says he doesn't see open receivers, doesn't hit the hit receivers, hit res- receivers in stride. I can't talk. Poor footwork and bails on clean pockets into sacks. Predetermined throws, regardless of coverage. I mean, that's it's that's not like a complete like that's what he has all the time. But those are the consistent issues that pop up whenever Kenny isn't playing well. Um, you know, now not seeing open receivers, that could also be coaching. Like how are they coaching the concepts? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, that could be part of it. The, the, the biggest issues to me with, with Kenny is obviously the pocket presence is a big one. You cannot be successful in the NFL. If you cannot play well in the pocket, you just can't. 
You have to be able to make throws from the pocket. You have to be able to get comfortable to remain comfortable and to remain poised when the when the pocket is collapsing around you. You have to. You cannot do it in this league. You can't. Lamar Jackson even does it. And Lamar Jackson is probably the most, you know, running running happy quarterback in the league, at least in terms of having success and doing it. Um, he can still make throws from the pocket better than people think he can, thinks he can. Kenny doesn't do that nearly enough, and he's also missed guys on in-breaking routes way too often. Like that's a that's just a that's something that like I can't figure it out against the same Bengals defense. Kenny had his probably his be- the best performance of his of his professional career against this same Bengals defense. And let's not try to rewrite history or you know anything like that. When we reacted to that on this show, neither one of us were like. That was the Kenny breakout game, right? Like neither, like we always we thought, like yeah, that might, that was probably his best game, but it still wasn't the full four quarter performance we were looking for, you know. And there were still some some misses there. The the the, the throw was a little bit behind Deontay in the end zone. If he hits him in stride in the back five yards of the end zone, that's a touchdown, or that should be a touchdown. Um, you know, he he missed the end breaking route to George Pickens, which could have been a house call. George Pickens shows what he can do after the catch, man. Like, like he yep. and, and and there were still some of the issues that were there, even though Kenny played overall a, a good game. There were still those same issues there. And when Mason comes in, and we've talked about this offensive system and how bad it is. I wrote it in Chalk Talk. If there's anything that can help mask all of those other issues, it is execution from the quarterback position. You make throws it can mask a lot of the other issues and a lot of the boredom and a lot of the other issues that we see in the system, man, Mason was making throws and he was throwing the anticipation. He was standing tall in the pocket. You can put up 34 points against a bad defense. When you do things like that, regardless of the system you play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we hadn't seen that in almost two years with Kenny. Yeah. And, and they played some bad defenses. It's been like, Oh, that was a really good series. Oh, that was a really good quarter. But it's never been that full game of being like, that's the game we were looking for. Never had that. And I think that's why going into this game, Mike Tomlin's not like, if Kenny's healthy, he's our guy. I think that's the yeah, reason why. Being non-committal is not saying yes or no. Yeah. And everybody wants a yes or a no, but that's not going to happen until Friday, at least. Um, as we've said before, this move is a one-time accessible thing. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin's thinking about Sunday. Yeah, He's thinking about how to beat the Seahawks. Yep. He's not thinking about the future of the franchise. He's not thinking about 2024 and 2025. So that's what this move would be. The fact that Mason went out and did what he did. And Frank, I don't know if I could say he was a wasted draft pick. We have to find out still, I think. I think Kenny needs a new offensive coordinator to find that out with. And if Kenny doesn't perform with a better system then that's when you could say it's curtains. I but still think might... the system is still damning him to a degree. Yeah, but I mean, you know, but then again, it raises the question. And I think that's why I want to see what Mason, like I, if like I would, I said, you know, going into the game, even if Mason plays well, I would still start Kenny. And I've had some time to think about him now that Mason actually did go out and play really well. Now I'm kind of curious of being like, is that a fluke? Was that just because the Bengals are that bad on defense? Yeah. Part of me is almost wondering, what if Mason starts again and does it again? It's it's the same system. 
It's, I mean, we're, we're, it's, it's the same system that they're playing in. Why, why hasn't Kenny been able to do this? Yep. That's a legitimate question. And that's why I'm like, I almost want to start Mason just to see if he does it again, because if he still looks like a competent quarterback in back-to-back games, and especially in a game like this, where you're on the road against a, a non-conference opponent that you, in a hostile environment, that's one of the most hostile environments in football Yeah, against a team that's also in a playoff race. So they're going to be playing like balls to the wall against an opponent you don't know very well. And he still goes out there and plays well. That 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 could be damning on Kenny because it's like, listen, yeah, the system's not great at all, but Mason's finding a way to do it, and you're doing nothing with it. Period. That's that, and that, and be, yeah, it, that becomes an evaluation of Kenny Pickett's talent. Yep. Number one, number two is ability to study and execute the playbook. Like, I'm not saying Kenny Pickett's dumb. I think he's actually a very smart guy. Yeah, but if Mason Rudolph can sit in this system that is as flawed as it is. And could produce like he did, and especially if he does it a second time, I think that's kind of the theme with Mason Rudolph. Here is okay, he did it once, and I'll do it again. And if Mason does it again, then we can look at Kenny Pickett and say, "Well, Mason just did this. And this is a guy that had to go begging, knocking on doors for jobs in the off season, only for the Steelers to bring him back, bring him back because, and I'm not exaggerating, because a new rule was put in place. Yeah. So if if Mason does it again. That's the worst indictment on Kenny Pickett. And look, there's arguments, I think, and I think they're legitimate arguments on both sides of the coin to start Mason and start Kenny. They're, and they're pretty obvious arguments to make. Mm-hmm. And they're both very attainable arguments to make. You start Mason because he's hot and you want to find a way to get in the postseason. You start Kenny because he's more likely the future of your franchise or at least more likely than Mason is. So you have to get them on the field. There's both sides to that coin. And I understand both sides of the argument. But what I, the gauge that I have on what Mike Tomlin and the powers that be on the south side are feeling is that Mason just did that and they're going to bench the guy? No. I don't think they will. I think it's going to be Mason's game to, despite what Mike Tomlin said. Um, there was a comment while we're talking about the hot hand from the beginning of the show from Mark about Miles Jack. Hmm. And now with Alandon Roberts out, Mike Tomlin said Landon Roberts with his pectoral injury will be out on Sunday in Seattle. So that leaves the Steelers with Miles Jack, Blake Martinez, Michael Walker, and Mark Robinson at inside linebacker. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Miles Jack not only starts, but I think he gets the green dot. I think that that's where we're at with this, with this linebacking core now. That is, as Mike Tomlin said, snake bit. Miles um, Jack played exceptionally well. On, sat- really well. on Saturday, in his Shut first in his first game, his first game back, he was signed November twentieth through the practice squad. Took a month to get back into football shape, to get back into things, and he looked really good. He had the sack, of course, almost had an interception, and and Miles Jack to me, like this is now a guy that you could actually put out there in the middle of your defense and trust. Uh, Vegas, it's not been confirmed if he tore it or not. This is Landon Roberts with his pectoral. Mm-hmm. It's not been confirmed if he tore it or not, and if he tore it. He would more than likely be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. So no word on that right now. Um, so right now we're kind of waiting to see on a landed Roberts. Matt Hyde asks, what's going on with Minka? Mike Tomlin said Minka and Trent Thompson will be working their ways back this week. Um, so I would expect them to be limited in some capacity starting Wednesday and then ramp up and see where they're at. But look, like Miles Jack playing middle linebacker worked. Minka and Eric Rowe, at sa- or not Minka, excuse me, Pat P and Eric Rowe at safety. 
both yeah. worked on Saturday and they made plays. Now the Pat P interception was, was a really stupid throw by Browning never should have been thrown in the first place. Eric Rowe made a good read on the interception he made that set up the Najee touchdown. And then miles Jack played his ass off in the middle. So yeah. all of a sudden this patchwork group got three really good performances in the same game. And now you can look at this, this linebacking core going into Seattle and you, you, you suddenly have miles Jack as somebody that you could confidently deploy out there. Yeah. Uh, Damian asks here to, to kind of uh, go back to this whole, you know, Kenny thing. Uh, you know, if you bench Kenny, Davian says, if you bench Kenny, do you not destroy his confidence? If you had to play against Baltimore, um, I'm going to sound a little bit like Mike Tomlin here. If getting benched for a game destroys your confidence and um, you can't, you, you, you allow that to affect how you play on the field, then you don't belong in the NFL. Um, it's a big boy business, man. You have to be able to take that kind of stru- stuff in stride. And if, if Mike Tomlin's got to walk on eggshells when it comes to the confidence of his, of a young quarterback, then um, you have to be mentally tough. You know, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just part of it. Um, you know, I, I've seen it happen so, so many times of people, very, very talented people who have played this game, played football before, and they don't get the spot on the depth chart that they want and they just give up. And then I've seen other people be like, you know, the same situation happens to them and they'd be like, okay, F it. I'm going to prove to you why I belong higher in that depth chart, you know, and you know, they end up doing that, you know, sometimes it's just willpower. So yeah, that should, I mean, yeah. William actually brings up a really good point. Look at Mason. You want to talk about a dude going through some dark times, man. Yeah. Dude was shunned. By the Steelers and then by all 31 other teams in the NFL and by Ben Roethlisberger. But, you know, but still, I mean, he was shunned by a lot of by a lot of people. Yeah. And he goes out there. He gets his, the first opportunity he gets. And, and everybody wants to talk about the tie against the Lions, man. Like that Mason Rudolph was not the reason why they tied that game. <laughs> yep. um, but he gets his first opportunity in over two years. And whenever he's, you know, constantly discarded and then he puts up that performance. That's what you would want to see from a guy who's been benched Yep. not oh my god did we destroy his confidence resolve you want to see resolve yeah. you want to see the ability to fight back you want to see someone Metal. that's resilient yeah. yeah you want to see someone fight to keep their job i mean you want to see somebody fight to keep their keep right two dogs one bone how often does mike tomlin say it with other positions yeah this this situation hasn't happened with quarterback and if this mason kenny thing turns into a two dogs one bone situation then as a first-round pick, you would hope Kenny Pickett shows a little resolve and shows a little bit of guts and shows a little bit of chutzpah in fighting for his career. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Happened with Joe Gillum. Yeah, I mean, just... This is not the first time it's even happened in Steelers history. I mean, this is just... Uh, yeah, uh, it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah they... they uh, that, That's not something you, you have to... Everybody in that locker room has to understand that Mike Tomlin is going to do one thing and one thing only, and that's do everything he can to try to beat the Seahawks on Sunday. And yep. if, he, if he feels like starting Mason Rudolph is the way to do that, then that's what he's going to do. And then that just goes to show you, again, how far Kenny's come in two seasons as a rookie or you know, from you know, getting the starting job as a rookie to the end of his second season. It's going to be a long and interesting week on the south side. Very long 
very interesting, even though it's well, not really a short week. It's been a it's been an extended week, but obviously with the holiday back to a regular um, week, finally. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a regular Sunday type of week for the last two here in the regular season. Yeah. And uh, look, we will see what happens come Friday. We have a we have a few practices to get there and we will see if it's Mason or Kenny. But I believe based on what Mike Tomlin said today, even though it was a noncommittal, nondescript response, I feel like it's going to be Mason again. And I feel like because of the performance, and Mike Tomlin said as much, if Mason, the way Mason played on Saturday makes it more interesting, mm-hmm. adds more intrigue, adds more sugar into the punt, so to speak. So we shall see come Friday. Let's get a final thought in, Chris, before we get out. And I'll start. Um, the Steelers obviously need help to get into the postseason. And I know it's easy to sit here and say, well, there's a ton of needs. And if they just lost out and went for a draft pick, then, you know, that's going to benefit the team more than going nine and eight, likely missing the postseason and then having a pick around what, 15 to 20, let's say. I get that to a degree, but I also think there's value in learning how to win late in the season. And there's a lot of players on this team that haven't experienced that, that don't have the value of winning late in the season. And I think that if they can win Sunday and somehow win win in Baltimore in week 18, regardless of making the postseason or not, that's going to provide a lot of value for this team into 2024. And that is me thinking ahead and not thinking week to week. That effect, thinking about December of 2024 now, at this time next season, assuming they're in the similar or same position, that will give this team a little bit of battle test, a little bit of grit, a little bit of grind. I think it'll benefit them in the long run. But again, the 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 what's the uh, one shining moment song say? The time is short, but the road is long. <laughs> and in the blink of an eye, that moment's gone. And they have this moment right now to at least try to not just salvage a couple of wins that they should have gotten against the two win teams, but now they can get a chance to build some of that experience and some of that character up for what could be an improved 2024. Yep. Um, it is not impossible for the Steelers to make the playoffs. Now they made it a lot harder on themselves by the Colts or by, by losing to the Colts. Uh, that was a, that was one that was going to really, really um, damage their playoff chances, and, and it really has. Um, we'll say this: um, it is not impossible. Uh, they can, they, they have to win out. Yes. I think. I, I mean, when you look at if if they go nine and eight, I think so many things have to. Ha- I honestly don't even think mathematically they could even do it. I think it's possible, but I, I don't. I don't think it is. Um, they can still get the five seed. I'm pretty sure. Um, at nine and eight, no way. Well, if they lose, oh, not if they lose, but they have to yeah, win out because Cleveland's already ten and five. If they yeah, win, if out. they win out and go ten and seven, uh, they will finish ahead of either Indianapolis or Houston because those two teams play each other last week of the season, and they're both eight and seven. So one of those teams will not have ten wins. It is impossible yeah. for one of those teams to have ten wins. Um, so if the Steelers won out, they would automatically leapfrog whoever, whichever team that is. And that's good because that's a team that obviously has a tiebreaker over them. If one of them does finish with 10 wins, then, you know, obviously head to head tiebreaker, they lose. Um, so the other thing that needs to happen is they need either Jacksonville to lose or tie a game. 
because that would then put them down to at best a nine and eight record. Uh, or Buffalo needs to lose one of their final two games. Yes. Um, because Buffalo would then be 10 and seven. But if they lost one of their final two games, their conference record would be six and six. And the Steelers conference record would be seven and five. So they'd have the better conference record. So they would have that tiebreaker over the bills. Yep. Um, so there are multiple ways to happen. Obviously the easiest way would be to win out and then have Jacksonville lose or tie a game. Um, but also Buffalo and Buffalo plays Miami last week of the season. Now Miami might be resting their starters. You know, you never know, but yep. even if Miami rests their starters, that's still a good football team. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's still possible, but I agree with you going into tank mode was never going to work. Rico, thank you so much for the contribution. Yeah, 10, Rico, $10. Um, you know, um, he says, I'm happy for Mason back up to Ben when they're, when he had, where he had little chance to play, no stiff and free agency. Um, signed a third string and yeah, kept his head up and kept working hard. Uh, yes. I mean, like, again, that's what you want to see from a guy, you know, who isn't getting the opportunities that he wants. Um, and you can see it on his face in the postgame press conference, man. I, I feel, I feel so, so I'm so happy for him. Um, you could just see the, 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 he, he exercised some demons on Saturday. Uh, and, uh, that was, it was good to see. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I I do think um I do think it's gonna be Mason Sunday and I and I think uh it, it raises a lot of questions on what to do with Kenny, you know, going into the offseason. I think those questions are gonna be there regardless. Uh just because when you hire a new offensive coordinator, what's he gonna want at quarterback? Um but yeah, they need to go for it. They yep. this team needs to learn how to and, and listen, this AFC I don't. Baltimore might be the only team that looks like a team, and maybe Miami too. That only that looks like a legitimate team. Everybody else, it's like they look pretty beatable. I'm not ready to go that far as to say like the Steelers could go win a couple playoff games here. Not saying I'm that. not ready to go that far. Not saying that. I'm I just, know. I know. Just saying, like the Chiefs, all of a sudden look look like they've been Taylor Swifted. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know how else yeah. to put that. The Chiefs all of a sudden don't look like the Chiefs anymore. Um, well, I mean, they didn't address wide receiver or offensive line much. Uh, Patrick Mahomes does not look the same. He got banged up, beat up against the Raiders of all teams. And Travis Kelsey is 35 years old and it looks like he's 35 years old. So like Kansas city's vulnerable, at least on the offense, which you couldn't have been able to see. You you wouldn't have been able to say over the last several years. Now, believe me, uh, I'm, City looks I'm feeling it. I got Patrick Mahomes in one of my one of my leagues, and it's one of the main reasons why I did not succeed in that league. I lost by eight, and I faced Amari Cooper. That's enough said. Oh, mm-hmm. Amari yeah. Cooper in my semifinal put up sixty six points against me. Sixty six, and I had Puka, who put up forty for me. So I, I, you know, I had Puka put up forty Thursday. I'm like, all right, good start. Then I lose by eight because yeah. I lost in my semifinal too. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, but I'll, I'll have a chance at a third. We're okay. Yeah. All right. Long week ahead of us here on the south side. As I give my nose a little itch. Long week ahead of us on the south side. Will it be Kenny Pickett? Will it be Mason Rudolph? We'll likely find out Friday. But we still have Wednesday and Thursday to get there. Stay tuned right here to DK Pittsburgh Sports. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift's fault. Kansas City <laughs> oh. receivers can't catch, says Lori. Dude, well I'm, I'm, I was joking about the Taylor Swift thing. It's well not said. Taylor, it's not Taylor Swift's fault. Well said. (laughs) 
Chris and I will be back tomorrow on Wednesday where we will hear from Mason Rudolph. Uh, I will be on the south side, low quality, low environment, just absolutely in the gutter. Um, same with Thursday. And then uh, Friday, we'll convene and find out who's starting a quarterback. We'll see what happens. But for now, DK and Ramona coming up in about 25 minutes right here on DK Pittsburgh Sports on YouTube, live where you found this. Until tomorrow, he's Chris Halleck, and I'm Corey Christen. This has been the Southside Beat. We are on to Wednesday. Cheers, everybody. Have a good day.